Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. I'm delighted to have with me today Vicky Midwood. Good afternoon, Vicky. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Really good to have you here. Now, this week is Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And Vicky, I know you help people to take back control of their eating and drinking problems. So if you're listening today and you're someone who's using food or alcohol, maybe to help you get through the pandemic at the moment, you need to listen up. Vicky, lots of therapists start a particular type of therapy because of something that happened to them. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. Thanks, Jill. Yeah, it's so true. A lot of therapists do end up helping people because they found a way to help themselves. And um, we want to spread the message and spread the word. And for me, my issues really began with food when I was quite a young kid, but I didn't really understand it, but but really came more prominent when I was in those early teenage years. Uh, and you become aware, don't you, of, of how you look in comparison to others and boys become a bit of an interest. And suddenly you want to kind of look like the pictures you see in a magazine and you don't feel comfortable and that that was me and I started on a diet just like my friends did but they could all stick to it and I couldn't and I didn't know what was wrong with me and very quickly I discovered that I could literally have my cake and eat it and and I, I used to eat foods that I couldn't resist and then get rid of them and that was my story for a long time until I discovered that alcohol actually made me less hungry. So I swapped food for drink and and continued like that whilst being a fitness instructor and exercise instructor and putting on this persona of being in control and looking the way that, you know, everybody wanted to. Yeah, inside I was struggling. For me, I was fortunate enough to, to put alcohol down. But then my food issues, which I thought I'd kind of dealt with, came back. Um, And that's when I really started to discover the missing pieces of the jigsaw puzzle that I just hadn't got before. And and that's now what I help people to do, to put all of the pieces together. So the physical, the emotional, as well as the mental. Um, Whereas a lot of therapists just focus on the emotional and the mental side and miss out the physical. And that was a vital key for me. So that's why I do what I do. Mm, Okay, fascinating. Yeah, it's um, I think a lot of us can can use food or alcohol or something as a crutch sometimes. Um, But if you are an overeater or you're becoming more and more dependent on alcohol, which I'm guessing lots of people are during the situation we're in at the moment, would you necessarily realize it or or admit it to yourself? Both really good questions. I think you do know yourself if your intake has gone up. Um, because we can we can all kind of look back and go, well, you know, am I behaving slightly differently to I was a month or two months ago? And you'll know by your shopping <laughs> how much you're spending um, if there's an increase. Whether we want to admit it to ourselves, that's a, a whole different story. And the truth often is that we know. Deep down inside, we absolutely do know. But this horrible stigma and guilt and shame that is kind of socially conditioned around these issues will often stop ourselves from truly admitting it. Because we, you know what, we don't want to be that person who's not in control. Mm, yeah, that's that's um, that's true, isn't it? So maybe we live with someone or maybe it is us 
and we think there are some some something going on what are the signs that we should look out for well for food um if it's somebody who is emotional eating and binge eating Oftentimes, these things tend to happen in the evening. So if you're with a partner and you're maybe sitting down and watching TV together and that partner just keeps disappearing, (laughs) going for a wee or or going upstairs to check on the kids and they just keep disappearing and coming back and maybe feeling uncomfortable and, and nipping out again. Chances are that if you put that together with food sort of seeming to disappear, that there's something going on. Often with alcohol, it can be that there's just absolute out and outright denial. Mm. Yeah. And you may be worried about the person's behavior. Maybe they're not sleeping. Maybe they're a little bit more short tempered. Maybe they're a bit more anxious than they normally are. And, you know, the classic bottles and cans being hidden. Yes, sometimes that can happen. But, you know, if the person's clever, they're going to hide them well enough that you're not going to find them. So it's probably how they are being that is more of a clue than anything else. Okay, okay. And I think it's a different, especially with the alcohol, it's a difficult one, because you don't have to be drinking first thing in the morning to have a problem with alcohol, do you? absolutely not no you know it can be the way it makes you behave it can it can be the fact that it stops you eating or or looking after yourself so it can be many many different things okay is is there is it more like to be men or women or is there not much difference when it comes to abusing things that again is a fantastic question now I would have said to you categorically that the figures were 60 40 in the favor of women when it comes to food and men Uh, however with the whole lockdown scenario and with the pandemic those figures are probably closer to 50 50 and what we do know for sure is that the incidence with with younger people having big problems with food is huge so throughout this pandemic um, there's been some research published very very recently in fact in in 2020 about you know boys as young as nine um, having anorexia so so disordered eating and issues around food and body weight are something that is affecting many many families and there's just not that much help out there or or there is actually but we don't know where to go to find it mm, yeah I think that's the key isn't it people don't know where to go and we've talked a lot about emotional eating what is emotional eating When we talk about emotional eating, really what we're talking about is somebody who is turning to a source of comfort that's reliable, that makes them feel better instantaneously. And it could be for a number of reasons. When we talk about emotional eating, there's a number of emotions that we're looking at. We, we, it could be that we're angry or annoyed and we don't know how to express it. It could be that we're feeling very isolated, lonely and unloved. And food can give us that as a lot of us have memories of food right? And we connect certain foods with certain people often. And if that signifies love and comfort to us, then we're going to kind of veer towards those foods. For other people, it could be that their head is just so full of confusing thoughts and emotions, and they're just so overwhelmed with everything that they literally want to switch off and numb it out. So it doesn't necessarily fall into just one category. It can be a number of emotions, but ultimately, We're trying to alter how we feel in that moment. And when you think about it, 
uh, childhood memories. You know, if you hurt yourself, you'd often be given a chocolate bar. If if Christmas, we have so many fond memories of Christmases where, you know, what what do you do ultimately? You stuff yourselves and you sit down really uncomfortable all afternoon. So all of these sort of key family moments and, you know, Easter and everything else, birthdays, is all associated with overeating bad food, unhealthy food. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about it. It's not just, as you said, if you hurt yourself, you get a chocolate. But if it's your birthday, you also get a chocolate. Yeah. So we associate food with with both good and bad. With you know, when you're down, have a, have a sweet cup of tea. If you if you're in shock, it's, it's it's sugary foods. And and the thing is, they work right physiologically. And this is why the physical side is important. These foods do what we want them to do. Because if they didn't, we wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. Vicky, how can you help? Tell us a little bit about what you do in your programs. Yes. So I help people to actually understand, first of all, why they are turning to food or drink or both. And then I help them in kind of four main ways. So first of all, we try and reduce the amount of times that they are turning to food or drink to feel better. So we look at alternatives. And so this is kind of cognitive behavioral therapy. And then we look at them actually rehabilitating their gut and their health. So this is where I talk to people about nutritional therapy and actually understanding what the food is doing and how their body is reacting to it. Then we talk about helping them to actually reset their habits because a lot of this stuff is habit, right? So we, we need to kind of reset those habit loops that have become automated by breaking the patterns. And then we talk about actually reprogramming the brain, and this is more about the, the NLP or neuro-linguistic programming, where we actually reframe how we feel and think about certain things and crucially, the words we actually choose to use. Um, and that program is done over a specified time frame so that you're not in therapy for years and you're not having to go to groups for month after month after month. It's it's set out in a way that we know it is working. Uh, we've had a lot of people go through it. The program is called Eating freely and it is a trademarked program so you could go check it out on google and just see what's included um and i love it because it covers all of the elements that i struggled to get the answers to myself fantastic that sounds amazing uh, we are running out of time so can you tell me how people can get hold of you yeah, absolutely. So you can go visit my website, which is vickymidwood.com. And on there, you will actually find uh, an assessment right at the beginning. We talked about how do we even know if we've got an issue, right? So there's an assessment on there and you can just find out if you do actually have a problem. I'm also on Facebook as Vicky Midwood and the Alcohol Addiction and Disordered Eating Eliminator. And I'm on LinkedIn as Vicky Midwood as well. You can also find me on YouTube, on Instagram and on Twitter. Fantastic. Well, we'll post a link up to your website when we post the podcast up after, the, after this has been broadcast. And um, yeah, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you for having me, folks. And what one thing I can just end on is if you do have an issue, it's not your fault. Start talking about it and seek help. There is help and you can get better. Fantastic. Thank you, Vicky. That was Vicky Midward talking to, us, talking to us today about how she helps people to take back control of their eating and drinking disorders. 
Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.